Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Christina, and you're listening to our Marketing Homegirl podcast. So on this episode, episode nine, I've decided to dedicate this podcast episode to my organization that's very dear to my heart um, that I created called Bay Love Housing. Uh, Bay Love Housing is an organization that I created uh, to educate the community of their housing rights but specifically, I tailored it uh, for the undocumented community. Um, some of the services that I offer in my bail of housing program is helping individuals find housing solutions within their budget, rather that's looking for an apartment or a home for them to rent to, uh, referrals to organizations that offer financial assistance, um, rather if they need help with the security deposit or the first month's rent, Or if they're already established in a home and they're in the process of eviction, some of these organizations can assist financially to help you get back on track uh, without you paying that money back. Um, And then in addition, I provide rental guidance, you know, with the application process, rather that's filling out the application, you know, um, translating the rental agreement, Um, as well as offering housing education workshops uh, to educate them of their housing rights. So the backstory of why I started Bay Love Housing originally goes back to when I was an undergrad at San Francisco State University. Um, I was going to school um, for my bachelor's degree in Latino studies, and um, I did a lot of internships at immigration uh, organizations, um, you know, where I, where I did help undocumented individuals with processing or translating um, immigration documents. And during that time, I was working full-time as a leasing agent at a rental agency. So I was, you know, heavily involved with the rental application, approving applications, generating lease agreements, and just, you know, just working full-time, you know, doing you know, the rental, um, the rental agency, uh, responsibilities. And so because I was so involved in that, I always brought that back to the, uh, nonprofit organizations. And I would always tell them like, Hey, would you be interested in starting a housing program? You know, we can help individuals, you know, apply for housing or fund, you know, a security deposit or, you know, the first month's rent, um, only because there's been a lot of instances where applicants would come to me and they wanted to apply, but they couldn't afford the rent or couldn't afford the deposit. So essentially I would lose the sale, you know, from the rental agency point of view. But I really knew that if we would find assistance um, to help them, you know, even if it's just, you know, the beginning stages of it, then I know that they would be able to afford the rent, um, you know, and and move in and so forth. So it's something that I always pitch to the nonprofit organizations and they were just not interested. And I was just so disappointed with the approach that the nonprofit organizations had with, you know, with wanting to help the, with helping the community. And, um, So I kind of put that on the back burner. I just said, okay, well, maybe this is not for me. Maybe there's no need for it. Maybe there isn't an audience for it. And I just, you know, I just kept it moving. So um, I graduated from San Francisco State and I, and I was getting married, you know, the following month after I graduated already pre-planned. And um, I also was starting my family. So I put the whole immigration thing on hold 
Um, I did apply for jobs and internships, but it just wasn't the right time. While in the where I was working at the rental agency, you know, there were opening doors for me. They were just like, you know, we're going to give you a property manager position now. We're going to give you a senior community now. Hey, do you want to work, you know, in San Francisco and work at a rent control building? So I was always getting new opportunities um, to work in housing. And I took those opportunities because I said, okay, well, maybe this is my path. Maybe this is where I need to go. Um, So when I was working in San Francisco is when I was working with, um, you know, rent control buildings as well as conventional buildings, market rent, market rent buildings. And um, I was learning the process there in San Francisco. And then that's when I decided to go back to school to get my master's. And I decided to get my master's in marketing because I didn't want to be on the front line anymore. Um, Just with, you know, customer service, customer relations. I was just over it, to be honest with you. It was just the same process all the time. So that's why I decided to go back to school uh, to do marketing because eventually I wanted to start my own business and I just wanted to work for myself. And I also felt like I was not in the right company that was supporting me. Um, with my career goals. And so um, I decided to move on from that organization. And then I was able to find a marketing position. um, And which is the company that I'm at right now. And then when I became pregnant with my second son, that is when like my life changed. Like that is where it literally just took a turn that I was not prepared for. And I say that I wasn't prepared for it because I had no intentions to move. I mean, I was just nine months pregnant and, you know, I've lived in my apartment for 12 years and why would I move now, you know, in the middle of me about to give birth, you know, to my, to my son. But what happened was, I was leaving my apartment and I ran into my landlord and, you know, instead of my landlord saying, you know, like, oh, congratulations, are you pregnant? You know, do you know the gender of the baby? What's the baby's name? Instead, I got, you know, are you pregnant? When are you due? Where do you plan on living? Um, Are you going to stay here? It was like all of these kind of, you know, questions. And I'm thinking like, she can't be asking me all that. Like, that is... you know, borderline for housing, like rather she's trying to kick me out because now I have one more person or because I'm pregnant. Now she wants to kick me out. But, you know, I just said like, yeah, you know, I'm pregnant and uh, yeah, the baby's due like any moment now. And she just literally was like, okay, and walked away. And I was already telling my husband like, great, I'm about to get a, you know, we're going to get a rental increase. I already know it. Like just her vibe was all off. And long and behold, the following week, I get a letter in the mail and it's her handwriting. And I said, this is it. This is a rental rental increase letter. And I open it and long and behold, it was $255 increase letter saying that effective October 1st, 2016, I was going to pay $250 uh, more of what I currently pay. And I was just so furious because one, I'm pregnant. Two, she's taking money literally food and formula and diapers, you know, from supporting my family. And three, technically the way that she served this letter in the mail, it I did not receive a 65 day notice period. It was under 60 days for sure. 
because my son was born, you know, the first week of August and I received that letter first week of August. And then she's telling me on October 1st, I have to pay. So I was just so frustrated that, you know, I was just saying like, I'm going to take her to court. I'm going to fight this. But then I'm nine months pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. When I, once I have the baby, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to see what we're going to do. And so then I had the baby, I went back home and I was just like, okay, well maybe we're just going to stay here until we figure something out, you know? And just those from August until December of that same year, she was just being so rude. She was constantly at the property. I felt like she was like spying on us. She was tripping about what garbage bag you put on what bin. And she was accusing me of it. And and, and everything, like just my neighbor was getting better treatment than I was. And we became very good friends, you know, me and my neighbor. And there was this one situation with rent where she was just like, oh yeah, we're going on vacation. And I asked her, you know, if I can just leave the rent with you. And she just said, oh no, it's okay. I can just pick it up. She's, she's going to pick it up, you know, a couple days later when I return. But then here she is me, you know, to me. And she's just like, I went by your house and you weren't there and rent's due. And I was like, what is her problem? And so that's when I completely just, I lost it. And I said, you know what? I know for a fact that you're being unfair, unfair to me, you know, so you're not, um, you're not, um, following fair housing practices. You're not being fair and consistent with any of your residents. You're being very selective with the rules that you want to implement. And I have proof of that. And I was just fed up with it, you know? And she said, and this is the part where she said, um, if you don't like the way I run my business, then you can move elsewhere. And that's when I said, oh, okay. That it's almost like it clicked like, oh, okay. So you do see this as a business. Like you absolutely do not care about any of your residents. And it just sucks because, you know, I've lived there for 12 years and I had a lot of great memories there. And if it wasn't for me already starting the process of looking for a home months before where I was already pre-approved and we put the home search on hold, um, I don't think we would have gotten the home that we're in today. But um, as soon as she said that, I said, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to put your uh, rent in the mail and you're going to get it when you're going to get it. And that's exactly what I said. And, um, you know, I did tell her a lot of the violations that she, that she had. And then after that, she was being all nice with me. And I said, no, it's only a matter of time where she's going to flip the switch again. She's going to, she's not going to like the way that we looked at her. She's not going to like the way that we parked our car. So I just said, you know what, forget it. You know, I, I want to look for a new home. And so that's exactly what we did. We looked for a new home and we were blessed to find the home that we are in today. But it, if it wasn't for that moment in time, where, you know, that landlord uh, was being so just unfair with the way that she decided to run her property, it made me believe like, wow, there's other people in the same situation and probably do does not have the opportunities that, that I have, either because they're undocumented, either because they don't have income, you know, whatever it is. I just started thinking about all of the possibilities, why someone cannot move. And I did feel a little bit of desperation, like, oh my God, we have to move, you know, and with the support of my husband and all the things that we had in place, thankfully I was able to do so. But I know for a fact that a lot of people are in the same situation and they can't move. So 
as I started going to business school and I started learning the ins and outs of starting a business and marketing and, you know, um, reputation is when I just said, you know what, instead of me looking for organizations to offer a housing program, I'm going to start a housing program. I mean, it's literally as simple as that. Like I didn't even think twice about it. Like I was just kind of contemplating like, what can I do? How can I solve this problem? But as soon as I got the aha moment is when I said, I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what I did. So as soon as I just said, okay, cool, I'm just going to do it. Um, it took a life of its own and I'm so blessed that it did. Um, I started reaching out to nonprofit organizations and community colleges. And I just started, you know, telling them like, Hey, I offer a, a housing education workshop that provides information about housing policies and procedures in California, you know, um, where to, where to get financial assistance, um, financial assistance for rentals, um, as well as, um, information about undocumented individuals applying for housing. And so that took a life of its own. Like they said, absolutely, let's do it. And I started doing my presentations at um, community colleges. I just finished one last month at UC Berkeley. I did one at SF State. And so I just was so happy with the outcome because it just reassured me that there is a need out there. Like there absolutely is a need of providing housing education because the type of questions that I have, I guess to me, because I've been in the industry for so long, these are common questions, but to someone who has never applied for an apartment or has lived with family for a very long time and is now starting to live on their own, you know, this is brand new information, brand new territory. And so why not educate them to be prepared in the world, right? Just like how we're preparing our kids, you know, to to be adults and to apply for college. And, you know, these are all the things that you need to do. You know, you need to apply for a bank account and you need to do this. I don't understand why housing is not part of that. And so a lot of the questions that I had, you know, at community college was, do I need a bank account to, to apply for an apartment? And it's it's like, it's not a dumb question because if someone doesn't know about financial literacy, it's like, how do they know what they don't know? And so I said, yes, absolutely. It's, you know, you do need a bank account. You have to show bank statements. You, you know, you're going to want to pay your half of the rent. You want to go get a cashier's check or you want to pay a personal check or a debit card. So it's like including those basic fundamentals with my housing program is what allowed me to curate the content that I need for a specific, you know, demographic group. And then I just took it a step further, you know, when I started doing the undocumented presentation of, you know, these are the financial institutions that are Latino friendly, meaning that, you know, they have translation services, they have, you know, products in Spanish, um, products and financial services in Spanish, um, you can open a bank account without a social security number. Um, you can also apply for a home loan if you don't have a social security number. I mean, I literally was just so obsessed with making sure that I provide them with the right information for them to succeed. And that's, ex and that's, that's exactly what my goal is. I want everybody who applies for housing to be, you know, have the abundance of wealth of their housing rights. So they can stand up to a landlord and said, you know what? That's not right. You know what? 
um, you know, I have a right to have repairs in my bathroom if I have a one bathroom, you know, in a one bedroom apartment. Or you cannot ask for rent um, before the first when rent's not due. Or, you know, if you provide me with a rental increase letter, if it's over 10%, it has to be a 60 day notice. You know, like these are the things like to me, it's like, oh my God, this is so common. You know, I know that like the back of my hand, but for someone who doesn't know, it's like, how do you not know that that's the policy? That's, you know, the, you know, the, um, the housing right of, of a resident to know that information. So that is my purpose for Bail of Housing. Um, definitely is housing education workshops, you know, informing and educating the community with, you know, their housing rights in California. Um, I also want to help them find financial assistance, whether it's through security deposit or rental assistance, um, utility bills, because there are organizations out there that get grant money to help the community specifically with these topics or these issues. Um, but then also, you know, just giving hope that there is, there is housing out there for you. I know housing is very expensive right now, but there is an apartment, um, out there for you, um, that you'll be able to afford. You do have to look for it. You know, sometimes it does take time. Um, but, uh, in a nutshell, that's what bail of housing is about. Um, and then lastly, how you can help. So I started a GoFundMe page and, you know, I was thinking of like, okay, well, what can I do to help um, individuals right now? And right now, the first step before, even if you find the perfect apartment and you're like, oh my God, I want to live in that apartment. I want to apply for it. What do I do? You have to pay for the application fee, right? You have to pay for the landlord or the rental agency to run your credit. So I said, okay, well, let's start there. Let's start with step one. And step one financially is you need to pay for application fees. And so um, application fees in California can go anywhere between $30 to $50. $50 is the max that they can charge um, in California. And so I figured on average, if we raise um, $1,000, we can help um, anywhere between 20 to 25 individuals um, apply for housing. And so I don't want the application fee to be an obstacle, a challenge for someone wanting to apply for an apartment that they really love or finding a house that they really love. You know, I want to make it as easy as possible for them. And if it's just, if that's the part that's gonna, you know, um, stop them from moving because they don't have money to even start the application, let's start there. So that's why I came up with the idea of the application fees. Um, and so the second step would be, of course, a security deposit and funding the first month's rent. But there are organizations out there that can help with that. And so I would assist with, you know, um, referring them to those organizations or get. I, I'd be more than happy to get in contact with those, those organizations um, to get the process going um, with that as well. And then just assisting them with, you know, uh, finding an apartment, translating the lease agreement, you know, whatever it is that they need during that process. Like I want to be a part of, I want to be able to help them out with that. So again, how you can help, you can, uh, help by donating on the GoFundMe page, which is available in my bio on my Instagram page at Bail of Housing. You can 
repost my postings on Instagram. Thank you very much for everybody who has donated and posted, reposted on their Instagram. You can like my post. You can refer a friend. Um, you can, uh, you know, refer another organization to me so we can collaborate with each other. Um, because, you know, like if you have a client or if you have someone that you know that needs help with housing, I'd be more than happy to help them with that as well. So there's many ways that you guys can help. Um, and then also um, something that I'm starting to um, offer is, you know, to be a housing ambassador. You know, if you guys want to volunteer um, and uh, help me out with my organization, I've been more than happy to accept volunteers. Um, with, you know, whatever type of strengths that you have. Um, but right now I am looking for volunteers either to help with uh, searching apartment listings or getting in, in contact with the organizations, just, you know, being up to date with the um, services that they offer, because especially right now with COVID-19, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just an additional obstacle, unfortunately. And so I'm sure a lot of the funding has run out um, or they're in the process of getting more funding. And so I just need someone's help to kind of help me with that portion of it. But, you know, other than that, um, I want to thank you guys for your time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of, you know, discussing my passion, you know, helping people, you know, find housing. Um, and that's the, the, the goal of Bail of Housing is I want to educate the community, but I also want to prevent homelessness. And if there's a way for us to help an individual or a family um, with housing, um, you know, I've been more than happy to help as the best way as I can. So I hope you guys are doing well. Take care, be safe, and thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys again. Bye. <laughs>